by the iron price. The iron price. The iron price. I'll never respect you while he lives. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey, Cersei, ill and pain to hell. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood of the north when it all comes down. My word is my bond, and my bond is my word. Ballard, Daenerys, all men must serve. See, after even flies, and time slips by. Ballard, Mogulus, all men must die. Welcome to the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's Game of Thrones television series. We are the Game of Thrones podcast brought to you by BaldMove.com. I'm your co-host, or main host. I'm your primary ignition host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. The backup emergency secondary host <laughs> for this uh, podcast. Completely non-essential. <laughs> well, it's the only one. You're you're the primary for, for all of our other podcasts. I have to... Have to gloat in my primacy on this one. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll allow it. We're talking about the episode that we just experienced, uh, the fifth episode of the season four of Game of Thrones, called First of His Name." Jim, I felt like I watched three episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, why do you say that? There's just a lot going on. There, there's a lot going on. Sure. Like when I saw the preview, uh, I was like, "Holy shit! That is a lot of stuff from a lot of different seasons they're referencing." I yeah, hope that yeah. I hope the non-book readers can strap in and follow along. How did you? How did you make out? <laughs> well, it was scary at first because I, or I'm sorry, it wasn't scary at first because there were a lot of things that were very recent, right? Uh, that they showed in the previously on, but then it got to stuff that is not very recent, mm-hmm. like the note um, and the killing of Liza's husband. Flashback to the very first scene of the very first episode <laughs> of the very first season. It's crazy. Well, yeah. no, I guess that was it's the not that was, quite. Yeah, not quite, but just a, a damn near. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after the title sequence, I I was like, wow. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, speaking of the preview, mm-hmm. when they were showing the last on, and they made a direct reference to brand warging into hodor last season uh-huh. i was like fuck yeah we're gonna have revenge <laughs> of the hodor yeah i had the hodor had strikes back posited this theory uh last episode i think might maybe asking how like he might get out of this and that was one of my theories so i'm gonna take credit for that good job so, yeah i saw it coming good job uh i want to leave that for the tail end of the episode just like michelle mclaren did okay uh, let's start off uh we open i believe with danny and her version of a small council i thought we opened with the Kinging ceremony. Ah, uh, first or second, I got that coming up okay. next. But right. regardless, uh, we oh, well. people will jump right up your ass if I don't correct you. So <laughs> I can already feel them. Yeah, don't send emails. I got him. I already got, I got three, him. There's already three or four crammed in there. <laughs> Hopefully, you can stem the tide. Um, so anyway, Danny's meeting through small council. Turns out she's magically got 97 ships. That's almost enough to get her entire army across the sea to Westeros. Yeah, what she do, Jim? She says, "Nah, I'm gonna stick around here for a while. I'm gonna take back the cities that I already took." She's she's gonna try and lead in the, in her domain, and I think that's a smart thing to do. Okay, I was wondering, uh, as a non book reader, as someone just along for the show ride, uh, I know a lot of people have been saying for many seasons, like, "Oh, wait, so she goes across the Westeros with them dragons." Yeah, well, I, I think was she needs how you to felt wait. About and uh, what seems to be a postponement of that plan. Yeah, I think it's a good postponement because they lay out the case in the episode. Um, they say, "Look, the people are going to, the other kingdoms are going to follow whoever they think is going to win." Mm. And right now, that is not you. I maybe if you rolled in with dragons and said, "Hey, these things are going to be big in a little while," <laughs> then they then they'd be like, "Okay, come back in a little while." But she needs to wait, regardless of what she does. I don't think she has the strength to pull it off right now. Interesting. Interesting thought. Uh, Jim Jones 
preaching caution to Khaleesi. <laughs> yep, for the second time. For the second time. Um, anything else we need to talk about? I think we can move on to King's Landing. As you saw, we saw Tommen got crowned. Cersei squared off against Marjorie. Mm-hmm. Cersei squared off against Tywin, kind of, sort of. Uh, anything there you want to talk about? Yeah, I just see it being very difficult for Tywin to, to keep control of Tommen at this point. I mean, we know we saw the scene last time where... You know, Marjorie visits him, and I think that was certainly had an impact as we're shown this episode with them making eyes at each other. So, uh, I'm I'm really curious to see how that battle for Tommen plays out. You know, it's interesting. Also, I want to throw uh, Cersei versus Prince Oberyn into the mix. Okay, we had that that in the offing as well. Um, just your initial impression. We either one of us hadn't seen this twice. What when Cersei came up to Marjorie? What were you expecting, and did you get what you expected? No, I didn't get what I expected because what I expected was her to be a lot a lot more forwardly aggressive um, and mean to Marjorie, but she seemed to kind of realize that they both knew what was up and played a little more cautiously than I thought she might. I'll go so far as to say that I thought it seemed like Cersei was trying to bring her into the fold. Hmm. Okay, maybe. I know what you're doing, and I know I can't stop you, but you know (laughs) what I can do, and you can't stop me. So instead, why not let us work in this young man's best interest? Hmm. That's what I got. Okay, I can buy that too. And I think Marjorie threw it right back in her teeth. (laughs) Yeah. That's my gut feeling. What about you? Uh, well, I mean, I already said what I thought, but I, I could definitely see it no, going. You, I, did going you say what the way you thought that... about Marjorie, uh, Marjorie going? I thought you just talked about sorcery. I, I was yeah, I asking did. about Marjorie's reaction. Oh, her reaction. Um, so I said, I think Marjorie just threw that offer right back in her face. Like, she wasn't having none of it. She antagonized Cersei. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I can't argue with that. Do you think she saw Cersei's offer as weak? Or why? Hmm. why do you think she kind of raised the stakes maybe because she knows the grasp that she has on Tommen Mm. because like right before that she's making googly eyes she sees that Cersei spots the googly eyes right and goes in for the kill and then when she's able to you know not finish her meal Mm. uh Marjorie has a little bit of room to feel good about herself I guess interesting uh what make you of Cersei and Tywin's little chat about the the iron bank but, well, not just that, but the Lannisters coming first. Everything mm. for the Lannister legacy. Yeah, yeah, and and it seems like they're boxing their brothers out of it as well. Or, or they're boxing Cersei's brothers Since out. Since you brought that up, it seems to me that Cersei's trying to rig the, uh, the, the trial very much against Tyrion. And I oh, don't yeah. know that she has to do that. It doesn't... It seems like she's campaigning awful hard. That was the whole point of, of Cersei and... Oberon too and it's yeah. like my god i think this dude's got one foot in the grave and another <laughs> on a banana peel anyway mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if you have to just pour astroglide all over to the side of the grave <laughs> it's like at one point it's overkill enough lady yeah yeah um although i don't know why at this point everyone just suddenly believes that it's Tyrion. i mean tywin seems to go along with the idea that it's Tyrion, uh mm-hmm. as does everyone else and i is it literally just because he was standing there looking like a fool when he was when Joffrey was killed? I think that's a media enough topic we should postpone it to the full cast. Okay. That's a very good topic. All right, can do. 
Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. Our coverage of Hot D, Fire and Blood, and the 1980s Shogun miniseries continues. But then on Tuesday, for the first time in 35 years, we asked a question. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Hop aboard the train to Toontown as we revisit this incredible blending of live action and animation to see if it still holds up all this time later. Then on Wednesday, we get our first look at Blake Crouch's mind-bending sci-fi series, Dark Matter. The first two episodes drop simultaneously on Apple TV+, and we'll have a pair of podcasts quantumly linked ready for you to observe. You can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. So we talked about, I think, everything there is to talk about in King's Landing for the moment. Uh, let's talk about the Brienne and Pod Roadshow. <laughs> okay. The shows that got a lot, a long storied history of roadshows. Mm-hmm. You got, uh, I mean, you could argue that Ned and Robert was the original. Okay. You got uh, Braun and Tyrion. Of course, you mm-hmm. got Jamie and Brienne. We've had uh, been been delighted this season by Arya and the Hound. Yep. And now we got the po- uh, Pod and Brienne. How how are they stacking up? What do you mean stacking up? Do you just mean how do I en- yeah, how do I enjoy them? In your pure enjoyment, I I enjoyed that a lot, a lot. I mean there there's always just a little bit more heart in the scenes with Brienne. Yeah, given her character, I think that's fitting. Um, she she understands people, I think, a lot better than most of the characters in the show. Uh, has has certainly more empathy for them. Uh, I don't know, and I I can see why she wouldn't want. Podrick around in the first place because she's not used to that. She's not a noble person. And I never really thought about how comically inept being a squire for Tyrion would make someone. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sure. I mean, the skills that he excels at are not exactly something he can show Brienne. Yeah, because he has so many other people doing his bidding. He doesn't have to do anything for him. Yeah, really Pod's whole reason for existence was filling his wine glass and taking away his food when he was done. Yep. Uh, and in, you know, uh, enjoying the ladies when he's required to, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it. Like you said, a lot of these bring funny stuff to the table. Yeah. Some of the stuff yeah. bring badass and, but I'd say, yeah, that definitely what brand brings to the table is the heart pods bringing the comedy. Yeah. There's no heart to be found. Cooking in a whole rabbit on a spit. Show. That's like a whole rabbit. Yeah. Without yeah, even skinning even it. Skinning that. Forget the gutting. Yeah. You're just going to throw it on there and cook it. Anybody would know better than that, right? I would. Th- it's like, yeah. How big of an idiot is this guy? I, I hear tell of people that don't know how to bo- boil water. Okay, that's the only thing that makes that believable to me. That because seems that shocking. just seems amazing. Uh, let's talk about speaking of road shows, Hound and Arya Roadshow. Okay, uh, yeah, another highlight of the episode for me. What did you think of this uh, this part of the episode? Obviously, highlight. Yeah, yeah. I, I always love watching them them interact because it's such an interesting relationship, especially now that we know she wants to kill him. Still. Uh, still. I wondered if she had taken his name off the list. Uh-huh. Nope, not gone. Right to his face. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's It's just such a weird relationship. It is. Because she can't really kill him, as we've seen. Like she's I not, thought, dude, I thought she would. I really thought that she's going to run him right through the belly. She tried. She tried her best. Do you think he, what do you think his reaction was? To her actually trying to yeah, kill him? Yeah, what was his emotion? Uh, I felt like his emotion was just, you silly girl. What are you doing? Huh. Like, it's not going to work. I thought he was kind of shocked. That she would even try it? Just out, and hmm. kind of a little bit of outrage, too. Like, he thought maybe they'd move beyond that. 
Huh. That was just, again, my initial Well, he shouldn't after what he did to those people in the hut. Yeah. The other episode. But again, I don't I don't know, man. I, it's it's hard to get a read on his morality. Yeah. Really hard definitely. to get a read on his morality. I'm with you. For sure. Um he's another one like Jamie. I can't decide whether he's trying to redeem himself or you know, he just took a temporary vacation for being a shit. <laughs> uh Yeah, it, the fight scene between them or or the I guess it wasn't a fight scene between them, but the fight scene of her like practicing her moves was really cool. It was cool. I like that. Um, little uh, Avatar, the the last uh, Aspender for me. Uh, a little bit, I, I would, yeah. I'm with the Hound. I, I kind of feel like you prance around like that, you got your ass kicked. Like We, I, we don't know. I don't we think don't know what happened got to, that to guy. the real training. That, this was just a wax on, <laughs> wax off. You know, because if he had pulled yeah. that shit with Marin Trant, he would have, he, uh, Arya would have been dead. She would have been bisected. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I really like about this is, Obviously, they would not have heard yet that Joffrey is dead, so she continues to say his name. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's just a cool little no piece of... them a raven. <laughs> yeah, they haven't got a word. How would they? Yeah. So it's really cool that she's still saying his name as, as if she's going to kill him. Uh, let's talk about the creep-off. Lysa versus Littlefinger. Oh, God. Who's creepier? Lysa. Okay. Lysa on it, every level. I mean, right. even if she wasn't breastfeeding in episode two or whatever... Uh, she'd still be creepier. What would Peter have to do to take the creepy belt? I mean, <laughs> oh like, God. fuck a frog on stage? <laughs> That's in the bonus scenes. <laughs> uh, wow, to be creepier. Well, I mean, if he could breastfeed the kid, that would be pretty creepy, I What think. if he breastfed? That's what... Oh, oh, okay. Would that, would that get creepy? They pulled a well, full... I don't know, because they would both get points for Irene. that. Oh, that's they would true. both get points. Like that's true. she's, she's breastfeeding the him. He's a creeper, and yeah. So I don't think so. Mm. Strong play by Lysa, <laughs> breastfeeding her eight-year-old son. Yeah, uh, you think we're going to see him? I mean, he's like twelve years old now. They can't, in the bounds of good decency, show him. I mean, Littlefinger right? barely has to bend over to meet him eye to eye. Yeah, barely. So no, you can't do that. That's ugh, ugh. How uh, old is he supposed to be? Like nine or something. I yeah, like eight or nine, but there again, even I, then. I feel like even in this show, the show is kind of like maybe three years has passed. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Will you huh. will you buy three years? I think in the book it's okay. like less than a year, gotcha, or just less than a year. But um, yeah, uh, she is something else. Uh, she's a screamer. Found that out this episode. Yeah, apparently, unfortunately, oof. Uh, where do you think this is heading, man? So, was I supposed to know that they were married? Are they actually married? No. Is that literal? That was what they're. Uh, that's what they were setting up. Okay. Oh yeah, no, they did get married. Yeah. So like they she are said now something married. about a ceremony. Yeah, yeah. No, they're getting married. Oh well, that I don't know if you're not if you're not supposed to know anything about. Okay. Well, they hint at it this episode. Sure. Uh, but then they like consummate it that night. Right. So I don't know what's up with that, but. It was really disturbing as well. Uh, I didn't know Littlefinger. I mean, I knew he was conniving, and I knew he would manipulate people any way he could. But that way, by marrying uh, some lunatic, I I did I put that child past Littlefinger. But he won't he won't use the power of the peen. I mean, I I did We've never seen him fuck anything, right? That's true. Not Nothing. even in his brothels. So now the first thing he fucks is that. 
No, well, thank you. But maybe that's the whole point. That's that's <laughs> uh, if he can fuck his way to power, he will fuck, kill, lie, cheat. That's true. Steal. And now I'm wondering if that sh- is supposed to make me worry a little bit more for Sansa. What do you? Because he's asking like, how did he touch you, or, or what has he done to your body? And she says nothing because he hasn't yet. Right. But will he? I thought it was interesting that did you catch that Sansa was telling lies as she was protesting that she's not a good liar. Uh, no. What lies was she telling? Oh, just going on and on how, like, you know, Peter says I'm a stupid little girl. I mean, she... Yeah, yeah. At this point in the story, that is a lie. Yeah, he's not so mean to her. No. He does think that she's ignorant, though. <laughs> well, yeah, but and I mean... Naive. she. I, I thought she was able to lie pretty quickly under duress. Yeah, true. And and I, and all the while protesting that she's a terrible liar. Mm-hmm. I think she's... I'm saying I think she's gotten her yellow belt okay. in line. Yeah. Working her way to green. I don't know how belts work. I don't know. Unless they're holding up my pants. I really <laughs> don't. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragon Season 2, and it's time to prepare for war. Which in our case means, well, watching a lot of Hot D and reading a lot of Fire and Blood. Each week between now and June 16th, Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're recounted in George R. R. Martin's historical tome, Fire and Blood. That's right, I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into Season 2. Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead, 
House of the Dragon returns June 16th, but we've got you covered until then. Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so I think we've talked about that scene enough. That leaves us with the main event, Crasher's Keep, the climax. Yep. What is this guy's name? Shit. Locke, right? Locke. Okay, Beardsley as I call him. Locke has been stocked and shoved in two smoking barrels. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Three people this episode who needed to get killed got killed. Oh? Yeah. There was Locke. There was the the leader of the lunatics, the I've mutineers. I've forgotten his name as well. Uh, the the, the Willem ace, Dafoe lookalike. The ace, uh, the ace uh, knife or blade of yeah, Gin yeah. Alley. <laughs> and, uh, Pretty handy and, jacket and, and monster minds, too. And Rask? Yeah. Rask. Okay, you're yeah. right. So, and a little bit of... Uh, Revenge of the Starks. I feel like Ghost mm-hmm. kill, uh, tearing out uh, Rast's throat. Some, in some way, makes up for Grey Wind going down without a fight. It's been a long time since we've seen a Stark wolf actually wait, kill wait, somebody. Wait, wait, Grey Wind. Yeah, Grey Wind. That's, Grey Wind. That's Rob's wolf. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that I didn't know that they killed the other wolf at... Craster's Keep. No, 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 no. Grey Wind is okay. Rob's that got killed at the... Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know the names of them. Yeah. I, I know just... Ghost and Grey Wind and... Sorry. I can't keep the names of the I, people I straight. Know, I'm not going to remember their fucking dogs. I know. Sorry. What about the white one? Surely you know the white one. <laughs> no. Really? Ghost. There you go. Uh, it was a guess. There you, you were this close to being replaced on the podcast. <laughs> you got to at least know the albino one. Come on. You should replace me with George R. R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> that would make for a good podcast. The funny thing is that he can't keep the wolves' names straight God either. God damn it. God damn it. He actually uses uh, you know, an elaborate <laughs> nickname and find and replace system and word. That's how he keeps them straight. Wow. Uh, All right. What else do you want to talk ye- about? Yeah, the yellow-haired sister fucker. The yellow-haired brother fucker. That's, that's how he keeps them straight. All right. Find and replace. That's a good system. Uh, yeah. Again, we got the we got the no-holdors barred match. Uh Tore damn near tore Locke's head right off. Like I couldn't yeah. ascertain the nature of the man's injury. I thought initially, is that his spinal cord just sticking up through his neck stuff? Yeah, is that ruined just, neck. Is that just his his neck assembly rent in half, like muscle and bone I think and everything, so. just a fucking mess? Yeah, uh, Hodor's strong. Don't fuck with Hodor. I will not. I will like not. that's some gypsy danger level shit that he's pulling there. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. I did notice one thing in those scenes right before uh, Hodor got off the leash. Yeah. Uh, when they were kind of torturing what's-her-face, I don't know, the girl's name. Yeah. Uh, and they had her kind of up on this hook. Uh-huh. Those hooks will only work if your feet are off the ground. Otherwise, they don't work. And I can't believe they didn't pay attention to a detail like that. She's standing there. Her arms are halfway above her head. And she's hanging. She's, oh, they're on a hook? Yeah. She's oh, like hanging. So she just planted her feet somehow, her but her feet are off. Yeah. Mm. so dumb so maybe dumb. there's something more to that maybe it's like a carabiner i don't know no it was just a they hook. don't have that technology in westeros is that what you're saying i don't think they don't so. got springs and no latches gears okay. no get out of here complex mechanical <laughs> parts uh you know michelle mclaren directed this episode and she yeah. really does action well she's been directing a lot lately she has uh that sword fight was really good i thought all of them were pretty good um yeah mm. that one that uh 
the uh, Gin Alley dude put in Jon Snow's hip bone. Feel, felt like it went mm. right straight through the bone. Might even got stuck in the bone. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. Maybe he should wear some armor. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Also, as I said on Facebook, add the concept of surprise to the list of things Jon Snow knows nothing of. Why? You don't wait till nightfall to with your ninja band to then attack the group screaming. <laughs> Apparently from some such distance that a man can run into another building Tell the dude, hey, we're being attacked by the Night's Watch, and have the guy run out, and they're still running towards the thing screaming. Yeah. Bad plan, Jon Snow. Yeah, I've got to wonder if – I mean, he was probably scouting. He was probably a lookout or something and spotted them, and they saw that he spotted them. But even then, if you're yeah. running and screaming, yeah, you would think, yeah. I feel like Locke – you know, Locke was getting along with Jon Snow. He's thinking, you know what? Hey, maybe I'll just make a life at the wall. And then he sees that bullshit, and he's like, nope, nope, bolt until I die. <laughs> And he gets his head ripped Which off. didn't last very long. Um, Bran didn't get to meet John. How do you feel about that? Um, kind of bittersweet. I understand the reason for it, and I think um, the the seer guy is right that John probably wouldn't have let him go if if he had found him there. So I think he made the right decision. But yeah, I'm bummed about it. Huh. The second time that they've come inches from each other uh, and haven't seen each other. I don't know. I feel like that they could have spoke Stark to Stark and Bran could have used some <laughs> magic combination Stark. of the words honor, duty, and... Paralyzed. Paralyzed, yeah. Those th- <laughs> yeah. Words, and, and John would have been like, I understand, and let him go. Yeah. And he's just have to you know, do the, the honor, duty. And maybe, or maybe John would have gone with him. Who knows? I says, oh, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of kick-ass. Yeah. Maybe John can carry him around. Uh, any uh, so speculate. How is this going to affect what goes on at the Dreadfort from here? Because this is kind of the worst case scenario for Roose Bolton. He thinks he thinks he's taking this care of this matter, and he's not going to ever find out one way or another. Hmm. Yeah, Locke will never report back, and he's lost one of his lieutenants. Yeah, bad news for him. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? He's Excellent. still got to hold Winterfell. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. Right Aside on. from that. I, that wasn't I, a fair question to ask because I was asking him, like, what's he going to say? Yeah. He's going to sit down and cry. He's going to puke his guts <laughs> up and cry about it. Okay. I think that's where we reach, reach the limits of our insights for an instant cast. Okay. Uh, kind of dry at the beginning, but as always, I'm very entertained to how they kind of twist things and change things and advance the plot, and I thought it was enjoyable. One last question. Yes. One last question before we go. Whose dress was prettier, Cersei's or Oberyn's? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even fair. Cersei's in mourning. She can only wear black. True. Okay. And he's got this fucking sun shining on his back. Yeah, that's unfair. So I'm sorry. I'd say he wore it better. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to send in some feedback and ask us penetrating insightful questions such as those you can do so at game of thrones at baldmove.com as always you can talk to us on facebook.com slash baldmove or you can tweet at jim over there at baldmove on twitter uh we will have our full cast out uh sometime on tuesday with a full scene by scene discussion your feedback and our patent pending spoiler section beyond the wall of music uh please join us back then in the meantime uh, I am your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. We'll see you in a couple of days. You have to pay the iron price. You have to pay the iron price. I'll never respect you while he lives. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey, Cersei, Dylan, pay the hound. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood in the north when it all comes down. I'm
my bond is my word. Ballard or Harris, all men must serve. As the raven flies and time slips by, Ballard or Mobulus, all men must die.